Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Hi, Zach. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I can't complain. And you tell me you're calling in from Alaska. Is it cold there? It is very cold. I don't know exactly what the temperature is right now, but it was zero when I was starting to leave the house earlier today. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I can handle that. And is it dark already? I mean, it stays dark for a good portion of the day, right? Oh, yeah, it was dark at about 1.30. Wow. (laughs) It's starting to get gray out. Have you lived there all your life? Mm -hmm. Grew up here. Very cool. Yeah, I went to a camp when I was like in middle school and I met someone. There was like people from every state and I lived in Georgia, which is obviously the South. Very sunny and warm. And there was somebody from Alaska and we were paired up together. It was just so odd to me that we were like such opposites. Um, but yeah, we hit it off nonetheless. Yeah. Funny, my family is actually from Louisiana. So. Oh, okay. Very cool. Well, let's jump in and talk about your book. Sounds great. What genre do you write in? Uh, This one is contemporary fantasy, horror, mystery. I pretty much will try whatever I feel like. I've got plans for a more, uh, I don't know, classic fantasy, if if that's the right term. Something more Lord of the Rings inspired. uh, Wheel of Time. Um, I have a comedic sci-fi plan, so I'll, I'll do pretty much anything. But at the moment, it's fantasy and horror. Very cool. So how many books do you have published? Just one, Dead Man Walking. Just one. And what is the name of your book? Dead Man Walking. Dead Man Walking. Very cool. And would you consider it a YA or an adult book? Um, I, I would say young adult, uh, people my age, early 20s, late teens. Okay. So. So tell us the premise a little bit. Uh, well, it follows Isaac Falcone. He is an employee at his local library. It, it also takes place here in Alaska because it's familiar. Um, but it follows him. He's just this young guy who wants to be a writer but hasn't managed, and he's plagued by anxiety. And he's working late one night, and he finds this page from an ancient magic book, and it translates itself for him from a foreign language. And suddenly monsters start appearing and chasing after him and um he has very little uh sorry i'm trying to find the right word uh, guide he has no guide sorry um and he has to really make it up and panic his way through it as he goes along so the book is magical not him no he has okay. no idea what he's doing <laughs> <laughs> very cool and how did, you, how did you come up with this idea uh it's a part of a series that I've been trying to put together since I must have been eight years old when I started. Um, in fact, Isaac has gone through a few different forms. He started out as a superhero I came up with when I was eight years old who could summon zombies and other things like that. And he changed to just 
a relative of another supporting character from another story I started in middle school. And then he ended up turning into Isaac from there as I put more focus on his spinoff. Wow. So you've been writing a long time. As long as I can remember. Yeah. That's very cool. Thank you. And it, it, like you just consider it a hobby. It's just something that comes natural to you. Yeah. I've never really, I mean, I wasn't very good in school and I didn't go to college or anything. Um, so I'm, I wouldn't, I, I hesitate to call myself a professional, but I would like to be. Well, you published a book, so I think that makes you pretty professional. I'm going to give oh, you kudos you. on that one. Thank you. <laughs> you've, you've reached a bar, I would definitely say. Achievement unlocked. You know, definitely 95% of the people would say to you, oh, wow, you published a book. I could never do that. So give yourself kudos. I appreciate that. Thank you. Definitely. I think it's so cool when people say they've been writing for a long time and have always loved it because I did not like it when I was younger. So it was kind of a skill and a love that grew for me instead of something that was already and always there. Right. See, I've always uh, just reading, but yeah. I was a big reader growing up. I've always just been a big nerd. I come from a nerdy family. I grew up on comic books and Harry Potter. I love Hitchhiker's Guide. Um, pretty much anything fictional as long as it's not boring or over the top offensive I'll probably enjoy it yeah <laughs> I think I, it's interesting that you gave him anxiety too tell me about that a little bit well that ended up developing naturally as I um as the character became more of a focus for me personally uh, I it wanted to make him more real and the anxiety that I live with ended up just finding his way into the character and, I um, think that's very cool. Yeah. So you can kind of see, people can see themselves in books because, I mean, not all characters, not all people are perfect and everybody has their different challenges. So right. yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I really, thank you. I really wanted to make somebody uh, realistic. Um, and so I just used what my own experiences. Very cool. Yeah. I, How would I react? So I submitted for an anthology that the character had to be a fantasy character with some type of mental disorder. And I gave her anxiety and she was a fairy, she was a fairy princess. And um, yeah, they didn't accept me. I guess they, I don't know, really know why. But anyway, and I don't really know if it ever got off the ground and published. Maybe it did, but I didn't follow it. Um, but anyway, so I ended up using the short story as like a stepping block for my own novel. So I have a fairy princess who becomes a queen who has these anxiety spells as well. So yeah, I, um, I love when characters uh, can develop that way. Something doesn't go quite the way you plan and you still find a use for it and it works out. Right. Yeah. She was, and I would have never thought I would write about fairies, but I just saw a picture of a fairy and thought, oh, I can write a fairy. So <laughs> yeah. So you said it has a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of horror. Um, yeah, I don't lean too heavily into the sci-fi elements with this one. There is a time travel aspect and um, mentions of other planets and dimensions, but I do try to focus mostly on the fantasy here and the horror elements um, because that's what Isaac's living through, but it will branch out further on. Fine, fine. And now I'm not even remembering what we were talking about in the beginning. You said you are about to branch out as well. Yeah, I'm working on a sequel. I don't want to spoil too much about it. It's um, it's called A World Apart. I've got the first four of a seven book series planned. Well, seven including Dead Man Walking. So I've got the next three. Oh, very cool. And that I've sounds got like a great ideas series. for spinoff. 
Thank you. And, and can we assume that his life is in danger because it's called dead man walking? Well, you already said his life was in danger, but are oh, there yeah. elements it's, of him being paranormal at some time, maybe? Or oh yeah, there's he goes through quite a bit. Um, I I tell a lot of jokes among my friends and everything about if my characters don't behave, then I'll just throw in a fight scene or set the room on fire. Like <laughs> you will behave. <laughs> 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 you have to keep them in line sometimes, exactly. right? <laughs> so this is just a 300 pages almost of me just tormenting this poor guy. <laughs> Very cool. That kind of reminds me of Brandon Mull. Have you read some of his books? Um, I may have heard the name, but I'm not sure. And it, it was kind of like more of like a middle grade book I read with my son once. And basically he, he works at a zoo and he falls into the hippopotamus cage and the hippopotamus follows him and then he goes to this alternate universe um, and he has to figure out how to get himself out. Um, so yeah, that's that bringing really up memories of that as well. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of that, but it, I might have. Yeah, I'll have to think of the name and send it to you. Right on. So, and how I many, does he have other characters helping him out? He does. He does have certain allies, mostly his family and his best friend. And there is an elf named Lane um, who appears when when the undead first appear in the library. Uh, the first inciting incident, he's rescued by this tall, thin man, silver hair and a white suit. Who um, I was thinking very heavily of David Tennant and Doctor Who when I wrote him, <laughs> other, other than the aesthetic, but his attitude basically and his his energy. Right. Uh, so he does have that, although due to the rules of their universe, Isaac, as just a vanilla human, um, isn't supposed to know these things and isn't supposed to be able to perform the kind of um, feats that he needs to. So he's got to deal with that as well. And um, he's got his younger sister, Chloe, who's also his roommate. She's a computer engineer genius. Um, didn't get as much page time as I wish she would have, but I've got a lot of plans for her. Oh, fun. Uh, there's their cousin, Tobias, who was the one I mentioned before. He was a supporting character in a completely different story, so he's there. And his best friend, uh, Donnie, uh, has a recurring role, and he's basically Isaac's opposite. He's just this energetic, chaotic guy um, who Isaac follows around just to control the damage. Oh, very cool. <laughs> And so can you tell me some of the rules of the world without giving too much away? It's um, it's hard to say. It's kind of vague while also being just one rule is uh, the elves, their language and their magic isn't really compatible with uh, humans. It's an evolutionary thing that um, it's mentioned in by a couple of characters that it would take one to 3,000 years for us to evolve that far. Um, and that becomes a mystery that Isaac then has to unravel alongside his ongoing mystery. And is he in danger because he knows about the elves as well? Very much so, yes. Okay. Uh, basically, just the fact of his existence is causing all of reality to unravel around him. Oh, wow. And he's uh, living in basically a compressed timeline, living through two years of his life in one week. Uh, and he has to stop um, the villain, who I can't name without spoiling it. <laughs> otherwise everything just gone wow that must have been crazy to write like compressing two years into one week i can't even it was fun 
there there were certain parts because I'm not a big fan of the fourth wall, uh, where it was just punching through the page essentially to um, push these characters around, and it got very fun and very meta. That sounds <laughs> really exciting. It was definitely a headache at times, though. <laughs> how many charts do you have? Like charts, or you have a graph, or how do you organize all of it? I tr I tell myself that I'm organized, but I'm not at all. I have <laughs> my Google Drive account. I would estimate three to five hundred pages of notes that are just scattered uh, timelines and character bios and language translations and maps and spreadsheets, everything that I'm, I spend more time updating that stuff than I do actually writing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I think I'm the same way. Like I have notebooks and charts and and every time I go to find something, I'm like sifting through all my pages, but I'm more pen and paper, so that makes it even worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I have a huge stack of notebooks that I, I tell myself I'll use, and then I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, just I have look, they just look good on the shelf. Yeah, my editor every year gives me a journal, and now I have, I, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, now I have a stack like this high, <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> I use them, so. Yeah, I love my Google Drive. I, I was, we used that um, in high school a lot, so I was just used to it, um, and sharing with, like, collaborators and editors, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, that does, yeah, I, when I had my audiobook published, I had finally had to go digital like on now so I have a file with all my characters and their traits and when they come in which books they're in and when they come in and all that kind of stuff but yeah that sort of forced me into that world so yeah I didn't used to do that I used to be a lot worse when I was uh, you know teenage early 20s where I would just try to make stuff up as I went along and I would get maybe 20 pages <laughs> into a, any story which is why I had so many piled up finally <laughs> I was like make it into a series um because yeah, I couldn't keep track of anything, so I, I keep telling myself that I'm that I'm staying organized, and then I'll get bored of making notes, go back to the story, hit a wall, go back to notes. Okay, so you have the Dead Moon Walking series, and what else do you have on the horizon? Right now, um, like I said, I'm working on book two of the Ivyverse, which is a world apart, and about seven chapters or so into that one. But more immediately, I am recording. A soundtrack for Dead Man Walking. I have my uh, creative partner John Valentine up here. Uh, we both play several instruments. We couldn't keep a band together, so <laughs> um, we decided to take the music we were writing and write lyrics that follow the story. So that'll be what's coming next. Oh, I love that. I hope that you will send me at least one track or we can share them on Absolutely. Spotify or I can make a playlist or something because I love making playlists for all my books. And But I pick out, obviously, I'm not a musician, so I just pick out songs that go with my books that are in the same theme got, and follow my character. I've got a Spotify playlist like that too of a collection of songs I just listen to a lot while writing Dead Man Walking. Oh, awesome. Cool. We'll definitely have to connect on Spotify so I can share them and I'll share the links in the podcast so our listeners can find them as well. Absolutely. I'll send you the link to mine as well. Great. That's super fun. And um, one so, of the songs in there that gets referenced in the book, uh, Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads. Um, longtime favorite of mine we're actually recording a cover of it we're going to give away as a free download oh very cool I There's love that plug there. <laughs> Thank you. yeah no that's that's so can people find that on your website in the future is that what's going to happen it will be yeah we've had a lot of setbacks I was hoping to get things released a lot sooner than we have I've been trying for since last summer to get into the studio but we've lost gear and recording spaces but we are actively working now 
John and I, uh, we've got that and our other debut single, Phantom Love, coming out, which doesn't follow the story. It's just another one, another loose track we have that we'll be giving away for free alongside the Talking Heads cover. Oh, very cool. That, I, yeah, I love music, so I'm always listening to music while I'm writing. So. <laughs> yeah, I think my, my main listening Spotify playlist is probably almost 400 hours long by now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think you've got me beat on that one, but yeah. I spend probably too much time organizing and looking for songs and yeah. Yep. My new favorite function on Spotify is if you make a playlist, you can turn on enhance and it'll suggest other songs that fit the, the style for you. And I've added so many things from that. Oh, okay. So yeah. So now that's on my to-do list right now. Enhance. Really <laughs> Should be up just at the top of the playlist. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, because I'm always searching for things that are cool. And I like going to SoundCloud too, because they have music as that's well. I yeah, know. I love I love finding um, like independent artists being one. Um, just uh, bands and singers who don't get a lot of exposure yet. I like finding and meeting them. Because um, there's some great bands out there. There was this there's one... Uh, yeah, there's there was one podcast on there too that I would have never found. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So you talked about loving Harry Potter comics. What are your top authors that maybe inspired you or that you like to read? Um, well, I would say my top two are Douglas Adams, because I stole his name, and uh, Jim Butcher, because uh, I just absolutely adore the Dresden Files. I'm glad he's finally publishing those again. And, um, and like we both said, lifetime fan of J.K. Rowling. Um, I love, right now I'm reading Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman's Good Omens, which is great. Oh, God, who else? Brandon Sanderson, Robert Jordan. Um, I could go on. <laughs> that gives us a couple to add to our TBR pile. <laughs> Darren Shan. <laughs> so, yeah. So my favorite question to ask authors is, what do you want readers to take away from? If they're reading your book, what is the major feeling or the major thought or the major takeaway you want them to come away with or experience? That I might need to think about for a second. Um, <laughs> I, I would say the theme um, as it evolved, because I don't think of it ahead of time. I just let it come out as I'm going and hope it's logical. Uh, the theme of Dead Man Walking is definitely no matter how inexperienced or afraid one might be, they can still find it in themselves to overcome impossible situations, whether that's running away from monsters or whatever, um, whatever else is going on in the real world. Uh, so that is definitely a big part of it. I, I want people to experience these stories the way the characters experience them. Because they're, like I said, very inexperienced, young, anxious characters who don't see everything that's going on around them. Um, so it can, it can get a little bit surreal in that way when they're disoriented but that's kind of how I want the reader to feel. I want them to know how Isaac um, is dealing with everything. That sounds really fun. I love that character ingenuity and in finding that are realizing something in themselves that they didn't notice or they didn't think was possible and being able to overcome situations. That's Good. what I like to write in my stories too. So I think we're very much in line on that one. And Definitely what this podcast is about is finding magic in your books as well as your characters. So that's what I'm I'm all about. No matter how frightening it is, I definitely want the characters to eventually overcome and uh, evolve. Very cool. Fun. 
So tell our listeners and our watchers where we can find you and your book. I am currently most active on Facebook, uh, just Adam slash Valentine, where John and I post everything. And we also have a website that's just adamsvalentine, one word, dot com. So everything will be on there. We are trying to start our own podcast, possibly more than one, and a YouTube channel. But yeah, for right now, Facebook and the website are all that's going on as far as until we get our resources and living situations. a bit more stable. That's super fun. And what are you most looking forward to? I'm guessing your Dead Man Walking series. Tell me the name of the series because I'm, I'm messing up on that. It's uh, the Ivyverse. Ivyverse, okay. Yeah. I-V-Y-V-E-R-S-E, uh-huh. Ivyverse series. And it starts with Dead Man Walking and then you have the seven book series. That's amazing planned out. So that's super fun. Although, as I know, my, my series, almost always get hijacked so. <laughs> yeah I've got the, the main the first four and then a trilogy and then I have ideas for spinoffs and prequels and whatever else I intend to just live in this universe the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much where I live my life as well so we're right on par there nice. <laughs> super fun well thank you so much for being here Zach and we look forward to your next book in your series the first one is Dead Now Walking and you can find it i'm guessing on amazon is it on all the different platforms as well it's on amazon barnes and noble um i believe it's on target the website there's probably a few others i'm forgetting ingram spark does all that great okay so, so people will go to zachvalentine.com and add it to your tbr uh, adam's you. valentine oh adam sorry adam's valentine i'm not sure how i messed that up apologies okay. Close enough. <laughs> but all your links will definitely be in the podcast description and they can find you there. All right. Thank you for having me and have a good evening. Thanks so much, Zach. Right, bye bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, author and podcaster Tricia Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening, and until next time, keep finding the magic.